it's sure. intro time oh hey welcome yeah. to the podcast hey what's going on uh my name is sean sebastian i got i am the european sales manager of point of rental i got caleb yell here the ceo of rental hosting and today we are joined with a very very special guest we got a guest but we don't have a name hmm. with sean sebastian and caleb yell Mr. De Niro Bartolini, the remote CEO himself. De Niro, thank you for being on here. Thank you, guys. I'm super excited to be here today. Man, we are so excited to have you, especially on the topic of today. We have the Technophobes Guide to Automating Your Business. And not a lot of people, I guess uh, I guess everybody knows this about De Niro Bartolini. You, you are the remote CEO, so you do everything yeah. remotely. Yeah, 100%. So I started actually as a uh, freelancer and a solopreneur. And then I was still in Toronto. I was working 15 hour days from 6am to, to midnight. I remember actually, one of my videos, I talk about this, I was posting uh, on Instagram from one of my clients uh, at midnight, go to bed, wake up at 6am. And, and I just had to answer to the to to the questions that I had in the comments of the post that I had posted six hours earlier. And at that point, I was just not, it was not happening anymore. I was having anxiety, panic attacks. And at a certain point, I had to, de I had to decide what to do. So I really uh, dialed in and I learned how to hire people and, and, and scale a remote business. And, and I would say probably 40% of the reason why I'm where I am right now is because of automation. And that's why I'm super, super excited to be talking about that today. Holy man. That, uh, that resonates with me, De Niro, um, because I am uh, remote. I, I manage uh, a website uh, company, and so I, I manage full-time employees as well as contractors from, from all over the U.S., um, and so I, I just know how key automation is. So I'm excited to riff with you a little bit on some of this stuff because, uh, man, without automation, much like you said, I just wouldn't be where I am today, 100%. Awesome, awesome. John, what about you? I, I mean, you, you're automating things over there, right? I, I mean, you've, you've got your hands in some of this stuff, don't you? Oh, man, I wish I was more. I mean, I guess that's part of the reason I, I reached out to De Niro for this podcast is because this is got actually it. just for me. It's like I'm, I'm a secret <laughs> technophobe. Nobody knows this. It's not like this is going on the agenda. internet or anything, is it? No, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like there's always something more to learn. And there's this feeling uh, or there's... There's this feeling that can happen with the internet being at your fingertips at all times where it's just like, there's so much information, right? And, yep. and, and you don't know really where to start. And what, what I love about connecting with experts, I mean, like you, Caleb, and like you, De Niro, is like you've lived it and you've executed it. So you, you, can, you can come back and tell people like, hey, hey, fellas, you don't want to go down that path. That is not the way to go. You want to go this way instead. So I'm just excited to get to, to, get to learn a few more tools and tricks to try to automate those things because it's something that's changing and evolving daily. And you're hundred percent right. Cause I'm sure De Niro can speak to this too. I made a lot of, I wouldn't say failures. I learned a lot by implementing the wrong automations along the way and yeah. learning from implementing things that I thought would work really, really well. But unfortunately they just didn't. And uh, I was, I was saying, I'm sure De Niro's felt that before. Um, and, and I'd love to kind of, uh, maybe not hear examples of those specific, but um, you know, touch upon some of those because look, it it's not something that you just plug in and your life is that much easier. It's it takes a little bit of work, uh, but once the automation's in place and it's polished, man, it can save you. Uh, I, I mean, invaluable time uh, for sure. 
hundred percent. Um, yeah. And I think, tell me a little bit, uh, before we get into the business side of this, De Niro, I think I heard a rumor. You may have been uh, a DJ. Wait, what? <laughs> I was, I was, I was a DJ and I was actually a, like mainly an electronic music producer for quite a bit. Uh, I have actually a few tracks, uh, on Apple music and, and all that good stuff. And uh, I think that was a huge reason why automation came to mind when I had decided to, to really structure my business. Because at the beginning, I told you I was just, I just had a small marketing agency. I was just myself basically running it. And, uh, and, and when I thought, Hey, like I, I can't, I should automate things, music and, and the electronic music background really helped me. But, uh, with that said, it doesn't mean that you have to have a background in music or engineering or in any sort of, you know, technical like world in, in order for you to make these things happen. Actually, actually, all you need to do is really like know how to Google, <laughs> how to Google simple sentences, like how do I automate this and that and, and really how to, you know, get free software because the cool thing that we're going to be discussing today is that a lot of the software that we'll be talking about has freemiums. So you don't need to you know, start investing a thousand dollars a month or even 10 bucks a month, really. As long as you know you wanna try something out, most of these uh, tools are free for the very beginning. And then of course, if you like them and are saving you time, you can invest, but it's still maybe 50 bucks a month. Yeah. And, and I think probably we aligned here, but I'm curious from your perspective, what is the goal of automation? So the goal of automation in any business, you can be in any business model, it's for you to streamline the work and make sure that you only spend time on tasks that are important to you and not to, you know, just running the business. Like you don't want to spend time running the business. You want to be on the hunt. All right. On the hunt, right. meaning, you know, like you want to do things like getting on the phone with prospects. You can't automate that. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to create content for your business. You want to reach out to, to uh, businesses out there and make partnerships or get yourself featured on magazines or, or, or publications in your industry. All that stuff you can't automate. So you better spend time on those things and everything else. You want to be able to, to either delegate it or automate it to a software that, hey, it's free or 50 bucks. You can't go wrong. Gosh, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm actually in the process just uh, for, for the sake of conversation around that. Um, so we use a project management uh, tool called ClickUp. So it manages all of our tasks and subtasks and guides uh, our, our customer journey uh, from an internal perspective, right? Nothing is shared with the customer. Uh, but there's a lot of clicks and there's a lot of, um, you know, developmental tools. So we can't do everything in, in ClickUp. We'd have to go into multiple things. And um, through automation and through um, actually some enhancements with ClickUp that I didn't know were available, that's something to check in as well, is do you know the products that you're using and what they offer, um, I would think. But um, we've been able to, to just automate. So now um, I'll give you a scenario. Uh, we bring on a new customer and the first uh, task is invoice, send invoice, uh, collect payment, right? Uh, for your initial yeah. start. And before I would go in there manually, I'd go into ClickUp, I'd mark create invoice when it's done. And then yeah. I'd send it, click it. Now I can actually automate through some other things with Zapier and some other things to where now it's actually talking to each other and they just know when those things are done. And man, it just saves me so much time. I don't have to go into multiple things. I can stay focused. 
so I, I completely agree with um, your point there on, on just cleaning up processes, freeing up your time to really focus on what you're passionate about, growing the business. Um, there's, there's a reason why we all do what we do. And, um, you know, I think from, from our, our side, the, us three, um, you know, we're, we're all about acquisition and, and growth. And uh, I think that that's key. Um, so anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's something that I'm actually dealing with too um, today. Uh, still trying to clean up processes. It's never done, if you, if you will. Do you ever think it gets done? No, no, absolutely, man. You're 100% right about that. I, uh, and I was going to talk about this later, but you bring it up right now. I'll tell you the way I do it. Now, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that if you're in business and you're listening to this podcast, it's not only you. And if it's only you right now, you're probably soon going to have to hire at least a, a general virtual assistant. But I'm assuming that people that listen to a podcast like this, they'll probably already have two or three staff members working for them. So what I would suggest, if you are the technophobe in the company, first off, try to hire someone that's a bit different than you, meaning like try to hire someone that is not, you know, afraid of, you know, Googling these things and like testing them. And what I would do is spend maybe just, you know, like about maybe 15 minutes a week um, with your assistant, finding out what's taking even, even like five minutes. Um, if you do a task five minutes a day, even if it's just five minutes a day over the course of the year, you can see how much time you're wasting already. Right? So if there's something that you're doing on a, on a constant basis, talk to your assistant, see if the soft, first off, see if the software that you're already using has maybe a, um, a feature that will allow you to, to automate that or if there's any other automation tools in the market, again, free tools uh, that can help you. I'm gonna give you a quick example, if you don't mind. Um, so I make a lot of content on several different platforms. I make it on YouTube, on Instagram, on, on uh, Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn. And back in the day, the way that I had to do it was you literally go in and make a video and then I had to have my videographer cut it up in different shapes and formats for all the different platforms and different lengths as well. Yeah. Just to give you an example, on Facebook, you, or sorry, on YouTube, you want to have a video that's about 10 minutes long. But on LinkedIn, you, can, you can't post a video that's more than 10 minutes. So there you go. It's already something you, you post one video here and the video there. See, there is software out there. I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there. And by the way, I'm not even uh, an affiliate. So by all means, go and, uh, and, and sign up if you like to. But one of them is called repurpose.io. It's a cool software. It's only $20. And what do you do? You just put your video in for any marketing purposes. I have talking heads videos of me just talking, but it could be any other type of videos for your business. And uh, it will repurpose the shape, the length and everything else to make it um, available for that specific platform. Just on Instagram alone, there is two different types of videos. There is the IGTV style video, which is the, um, the portrait video format. And then you have the either squared or or horizontal video that you have in your feed. So that alone, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be time consuming to do, and that software will help you. Another thing that you can do if you are do making video, um, but you know, nowadays a lot of people want to have the subtitles so that if their phone is off, they can just read the subtitles. There is 
you know, you could go the route of hiring someone and literally transcribing your entire video. It could get costly, it could get time consuming. And do you really want to manage someone just for the purpose of transcribing your videos? Why don't you just go on Facebook, upload the video to Facebook, the video to Facebook will actually like the, the AI software on Facebook free, 100% free will generate subtitles for that video. And then you can export the subtitles with a software like repurpose.io and you can have the transcription done that way. And the same thing happens on YouTube. See, like, again, this is not about investing more money. It's about finding what's already available out there. And I'm sure that a lot of these people that call themselves technophobes, they still have a cell phone. They yeah. still go on YouTube. They still have a Facebook page and they post and repost things and share things. So, why don't you go the extra, not mile, the extra like yard and, and see what's available to you on the platform that you're already using. Gosh. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful to, especially that, that closing statement uh, as well. Um, and I appreciate the examples cause I'm um, looking into some videography type stuff right now too. But you know, I, I was, I was thinking as you were saying that it's, it's no longer, the the outlier so technology's here and, and no longer are people that don't use technology uh, like in the norm uh, right and, and and i know that's not a revolutionary statement so bear with me here but there may be some some businesses that have been generational businesses handed down from family to family who don't need a whole lot of technical uh, aspects and, and there's there's a handful of them probably and they're probably very successful however most of us myself included a hundred percent need automation and process, uh, you know, kind of polishing to help streamline that process to make things more efficient. Um, but, you know, I, I think from our industry, from Sean and I's industry, you know, we, we hear some of this stuff too, uh, you know, being on the website side, um, I'm going to throw the, the big pain out there and address the elephant in the room that I think Sean and I hear all the time, which is, uh, hey, look, we're not ready for online quotes or reservations. Uh, it's just not there yet. Um, and actually, we could go a step further and say, I don't want to, I'm not ready to manage my inventory online. I'd rather just do it on a piece of paper or an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my um, gosh. And, and so we hear <laughs> yeah. those things all the time. And, and look, that's, that's okay. Like I'm saying, there are a handful of folks who can pull those things off and do a, a, a very, you know, kind of a, a good job at, at, at make, making that work. But there are tools out there, much like what you're saying, that can make this job and your job much more easier uh, when it comes to, to being able to, to grow, to be able to take on some new challenges. Uh, and again, you know, I think, you know, in, in, you know, in, in my, my seat, too, is, is to stay passionate on the things that you, that you are most passionate on, right? Like, I, there are some new things that I've learned in my, my new role. So, by the way, I was in January, I made the, the switch to my, my current role. Um, and, and so it's changed a little bit, that perspective has. And all these things that I used to think on the sales side were so cool, you start to see kind of how they can diminish some of those returns. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I'll get off my soapbox. It's just really important that, you know, we, we do give credit to some who aren't technology, technologically savvy, is that right? Because they can't make it work. But our goal here on this podcast is to actually just shed some light on why technology and automation would help um, your business grow and actually free you up to have more time. Look, I, I think something that we're all struggling with working from home, 
and uh, I'm going to kick this back over to De Niro shortly, um, is remote life. Um, you know, now work and personal life bleed together more than ever. And, you know, if there's a way that you can automate things where you can go and have your time with your family and, and have that time to separate, uh, I think that's really important. Um, and it's important to have that disconnect too. So, uh, you know, with that, what do you, I guess, since you kind of talk about some of the automation points, is there anything that, that you would, re, I guess, kind of, I guess, counter with if somebody was like, yeah, you know, automation's just not for me. Uh, I'm just not, not in that boat. A hundred percent. Now, uh, you said something very interesting before, and you're saying that now more than ever, uh, remote life, like the remote business life is becoming part of our reality. And especially during this crisis, during the COVID-19 crisis, I see my clients and I'm an e-commerce guy as well. Uh, I see uh, e-commerce uh, has leaped five years. I mean, things that were supposed to happen in 2025, uh, I'm talking about structure-wise, I'm talking about infrastructure-wise, are happening right now. And the reason why they're happening right now is because we were forced to order things through e-commerce instead of going to the store, instead of walking out of the house. A perfect example is, one of my clients that was uh, selling drop shipping. So for, for the technophobes at home that don't know what drop shipping is, is basically you have a website, but you don't hold inventory. You sell other products on your store. And when people buy them, you just place the order uh, at that factory and the factory ships the product directly to the buyer. Now, back in the day before COVID-19, we're talking about a three to four weeks uh, shipping time. All right. And the reason why is because the infrastructures weren't really there. Um, then right during COVID-19, when it started, um, the, the uh, shipping time actually went from three weeks to about five, six, or even seven weeks. So it was much, much slower. And there was a big backlog. And then something great happened, guys. Something great happened. It was every single country had to find a way to scramble and put together a bigger fleet, a bigger infrastructure. And now... Those guys were telling me they were worried because their orders were getting shipped late. They're getting their, pa their packets, their, their, their products in the hands of the buyer within days. I'm talking about from two weeks before to about seven days now. And, and this is happening right now, not only in the e-commerce world, it's happening everywhere else. If you look at commercial real estate, for example, is you know the value of commercial real estate most of the people that you would talk to nowadays will say, you know, it's, it's going down. And the reason why is because people are working from home and zoom did that actually we're on the call right now. Like, I mean, a lot of people now do business through zoom period. So to bring it back to automation, um, I think that the world is going in one direction only. So you can tell yourself that you're not a tech guy or a tech woman, whatever you want to call yourself. And it's fine. But the fact that you say that it's not going to stop evolution from happening. It's not going to stop your clients to decide to go somewhere else. So if you do want to tell yourself, Hey, I don't, it's not time for automation. It's not time for, for, um, for inventory management and all that stuff. Well, you also have to live with the fact that you're going to lose business to competitors in the industry, in your industry, in your market. There are not, they're willing to take that step. And again, it doesn't have to be a big step. So um, here's what I want to do, if you guys don't mind. I'm going to break down, Caleb and Sean, a couple different uh, areas that you can automate and throw out there a few tools. So if you're listening to the podcast 
and you're not driving, write it down. If you're driving, don't write anything down. It's pretty dangerous <laughs> taking notes while you drive. But the idea here is this. Um, what I teach to my coaching clients is you get to focus on sales, of course. Then you want to focus on inventory management. You want to focus on uh, on marketing, and you want to focus on well. Let's let's start with this. Let's start with sales. First off, if you don't have a CRM nowadays, you I don't know what you're doing. So what I do, um, I have software like HubSpot, for example. It's free if it's just you or two other people. Um, it costs pretty much, you know, 400 bucks a month if, if you want the, the pro version, but have a software so that you, anytime that you call someone, you cannot call, you know, five people, even, even like two people a day after, after three, four weeks, you don't even know who's who. So you need a software like that. You need to make sure that you get notifications to your phone. Hey, it's time to call this person. You haven't talked to this person in a couple of weeks. I always have everything on my CRM. So HubSpot is one. There's a ton more. They're free. Um, go check them out. So that's one thing. The second thing, it's Calendly. For meetings, again, very, very, very important. Long gone are the days when people, you know, had to sit down and open their agendas and be like, okay, I'll give you a call when I find out when I'm available. Send a calendar link to your prospect, okay? and tell them, pick a time on my calendar. When I started using Calendly, it was a couple of, months, a couple of years ago, I started using Calendly, I saw an increase in, 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 book, in meetings booked by 60% by simply sending over a calendar link instead of telling them, hey, I will give you a call or hey, let me know when you're available, I'll tell your time. First off, second of all, Calendly, just like other tools like Schedule Ones is another one, um, they have an SMS feature where they will literally send automated messages to your clients an hour before, a day before, a, like, however you want to set it up so that the uh, prospect is not going to forget. Always remember, you're not the only thing happening in your, your prospect's mind. Actually, you're probably the last thing happening uh, <laughs> that they're thinking about. And, and that's why you want to stay top of mind. And Calendly is super important as well. So this is for sales. Now, I want to talk about, um, about uh, content creation, about marketing, about email marketing mainly. So I know a lot of people have uh, heard of email marketing. Some of you may like it or may not like it, but there's one thing that's super important to remember is that it's the most important tool in your arsenal if you don't want to do paid advertising. If you're good at email marketing, you should be making minimum $1 per email a month that you have in your email marketing list. So that means if you have a thousand emails minimum, you should be making a thousand dollars a month, if not more. And there's tools like GetResponse, like MailChimp, uh, and the list goes on. You can literally look it up, email marketing tools. And uh, they're very, very use, easy to use. They're literally drag and drop, okay? So literally drag and drop, like text box, drag and drop the text box in the email drag and drop the logo all right upload logo i mean like it really tells you what to do and it's an amazing tool that you can use you can integrate it a great thing um that you could do with your business depending on what business you're in is always ask for an email every time there is a transaction every time there is a transaction even a small transaction ask for the email address if they ask you why tell them straight up hey like We'd love for you to come back. You don't have to lie. Like, and always remember that if you follow the, you know, like 
the law, you should have the unsubscribe button at the bottom. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. You're not bugging people. If they feel like you're bugging them, they'll unsubscribe. That's plain and simple. So that's email marketing. Um, another thing that I uh, want to talk about is uh, project management. Okay, so if it's just you and one other person and you have one project to work on, you don't need a project management tool. But if you already have three people, and I use this always as an example, I have a digital marketing agency, by all means, if your business model is different, try and figure out how you can use it in your business system. If I have to build a website and then I have to run ads on a website, I need a website designer, a website developer, and an ads specialist. So all these three things need to be done in a certain order. I can't just be like, okay, guys, go. So I need these people to be in sync with each other. Now, if we had an office, an actual you know, brick and mortar office, I would tell them, hey, like, go figure out when they're done. Tell them, have a meeting. But you don't need to do that if you have a remote business. All you need is a tool like Trello or Monday.com or, or Basecamp, or you mentioned one earlier that I'm not too familiar with, but the idea is very simple. You have everyone on the same platform. And whenever someone is done with their task, they can check off on Trello, for example, you can check off an item on a list and the person that's been waiting for you to finish that specific task will get a notification on their phone or on their computer and they will know hey such and such finished what you were waiting to start doing yourself so like once the designer is done with the with the wireframe of the website they will send you know they will check it off they don't need to talk to anyone they need to call they need to remember to do anything else just check it off the, the developer will, will get the notification, start working on the website. When the website is finished, he will check off his own task. And then the, guy, uh, the, the, uh, the ad specialist will start working on the ads once the website is done. So that's a small example uh, of how you can use a project management tool. Now, I do want to take a minute here if you have any follow-up questions. I know there, I, I put out a lot of information. So... Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I had was you, you nailed it on the first part. I, not, not the other stuff didn't, but on the first part, because it was actually hit our industry, which is something we've seen since um, the crisis began, which is extreme growth. When there used to be just these little whispers of e-commerce and, hey, I'd love to do these online quotes and the reservations, uh, it's now become a pretty loud roar. Um, and so the shift from the rental industry to say, look, I missed out on these rentals. Um, has been enormous. Um, and I hear it every single day. Um, and so I just wanted to, to say that, it, you know, it, it may be a very across all industries, um, but for that to be happening in rental, that's a huge shift um, because, you know, mm -hmm. we deal with so many moving parts in rentals, such as overbooking and, and, and just, we could go, go for hours on, on different processes that rental businesses have. Um, but you know, to that end, it just really resonated with me because um, that we've seen extreme growth. And actually, we over here at Rental Hosting have been um, developing a whole new back end and all that because of where we're at. So um, really interesting times. Um, and then, you know, the, the tools I, from the project management side I can speak to. I mean, I, I, I kind of alluded to it before, but um, you're 100% right on being able to, to automate that, that flow. Um, because 
a developer needs to finish certain things before uh, an ad specialist can come on or uh, insert role X. Um, and those, those components are really, really crucial um, to a successful project. Um, another thing that I like on it is I can estimate times and I can make sure that uh, I can collect data from, from the business side of that to say, typically it takes us X amount of time to construct a website. Um, but this one is twice that long. Um, what's, what's happening and what's causing the delays here? Um, so I, I, I like some of those parts that come with, um, you know, automation too, is, which is data. Um, so I uh, just wanted to, to, to sing your praises, man, because uh, I was giving you silent high fives uh, on my end. Um, so another thing that I forgot to talk about is um, apps that actually integrate uh, with other apps. You were mentioning oh, yeah. Zapier before. Uh, there's another one. It's awesome app. It's called IFTTT, which stands yeah. for If This Then That. I do that from my home. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like you can just use these apps to talk. Uh, to get two apps to talk to each other. So if someone sends you an email, let's say you're a company that receives a lot of inquiries and a lot of emails and you don't want to do all that painful data entry of entering the email address, the name, the address and all that stuff, you could have um, form submission and the form submission then uses Zapier, the form, form submission tool uses Zapier or IFTT to transfer the information on a Google Drive and guess what? once the information is on Google Drive or any other uh, cloud software, anyone in your business can access that information that's polished and organized in a, in a, in a, in a perfect way to be utilized. Listen, I was working, I, not anywhere, I was um, on my own podcast uh, with Lamit Patel, which is the um, author of a book called Lean AI. Uh, from the Lean Startup series by Eric Rice. And the idea that he had, like he, he works at an AMBU. And he was saying that data without using it, it's literally like money in a bank. It doesn't do you any good. Maybe collect some nominal interest, mm -hmm. like Lamit says, but it's not yeah. there to help you at all. So if you're a type of business owner that maybe in the early, like late 90s, early 2000s, someone told you to collect data and you're just still doing it because, you know, I got to have data from my clients, but you're not using it. You might as well not, you know, uh, annoy your clients and ask for the data because you're not doing anything <laughs> with it anyway. So you better be using it. Now, uh, Caleb, I wanted to ask you, um, so for um i always like to do this with my coaching clients so i thought it was a cool maybe experiment to do it on the podcast if you tell me an example of a rental business i would love to kind of put together on this on the fly kind of a, a way that you they could automate some parts of it not all of it because then we're going to be here for two hours but just one side of the business to show you guys or show the listeners how they could um, automate something. Do you guys do rentals for maybe holidays, uh, like uh, let's say like car rentals or anything along those lines? Or is it something a bit different that you guys so we, work on? We do some recreational uh, rentals, so kayaks, boats, things like that, um, but not not cars or, or homes or anything like that. So what we really specialize are the equipment, party attempt, and, uh, and, and recreation. Um, and so those are kind of our three sectors. Uh, some some trickle in, but I can't really none really come to mind uh, okay. uh, of that. But rent uh, like a, a recreational, like what type of recreational rentals were you thinking about? Were you yeah, talking so about? so here in Florida, um, 
specifically, we, uh, my wife and I actually are looking for kayaks to buy, but okay. um, in the okay. process or in the meantime, we're, we're renting those. Um, we do have a few of those uh, recreational um, guides. Um, so they, they send you on an adventure um, or they just rent the kayaks uh, point blank. So okay, that's, cool. that's kind of one of the examples. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like in a, literally a two minute, if you, if you allow me to, in a two minute span here, I'm going to, I'm going to show you what I would do if I were to go to a business that wanted to rent kayaks, for example. So I know, for example, the area where I'm renting kayaks in, and I also know that there is a way for me to target specific people through Facebook and Google advertising through geotagging. And I don't want to get too much <laughs> in the details of what geotagging is, but it's basically, hey, if someone is either going to Florida or is in Florida and is searching for a specific keyword, let my ad show up. That's all we're telling Google and Facebook. And we can have what we call a VSL, a video sales letter. And this video can be embedded onto a website that it's only for the purpose of selling the client on renting your product. So something like ClickFunnels, like a funnel, right? Like ClickFunnels or lead pages. So they're not websites per se, because a website has the navigation bar at the top, the menu about us and all that stuff. It's just a website that tells you, hey, here's what I have, rent my product right now. So you can have a video like this for people that are searching, are not yet in Florida, but they're searching for rentals in Florida and only show your ads to these people. And when people click on this ad, they can see a video sales letter of you or someone else saying, hey, we know that you're thinking about coming down to Florida. And the coolest thing about Florida is that there's so many activities and here at, and her business name, uh, we rent kayaks. They have the, we have the biggest, biggest selection and we're always available and come in and blah, 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 blah. Reserve your spot right now to know more. Enter your email down here. People enter their email in the email box at the bottom. And literally in two seconds, you can have that email go from ClickFunnels or any, or the software that you're using with the automation tool in your CRM, ready with a task saying, call such and such at this time. And boom, you literally do need, almost don't need a salesperson. I don't want to say that because, you know, like I love sales and I don't want that job to disappear, but it's almost that easy. And in, again, you can all, you can do this with less than a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Look, I agree with you a hundred percent. And um, also speaking specifically to our rental industry, not, not that your, your case doesn't uh, resonate with me because it does, but there are also some places where human elements can come into play too. So let's say heavy equipment rentals, um, oh, 100%, a, home, yes. a homeowner may say, oh yeah, I need this piece of equipment to tear out my lawn. But the guy may say, hey, dude, that is the total opposite direction you need to be going. Um, and yeah, thanks for your quote, but this is what I would actually be doing. So there are some, and, and I know you agree with this 100% too. It yes. doesn't take away from the human element of it. It's automating it so your human element can kick in. Um, so then you can manage that and control the next steps uh, with your customer. And, and to me, that's, that's really, really important um, to note uh, because I think, and, and you probably saw my, my, me stand up a little tall uh, on the human element sure. side because it is important to me. And, and I know it's important to the customers too, but I also think it's, it's a nice segue to say, hey, for those of you listening that you know, do have a part of a human element in there, that's completely fine. And we actually encourage that. Um, so I just wanted to, to quickly note that because no, for sure. relationships are so king, right? And then also on top of that, knowledge. These guys that have been in rental, 
they've been in rental all their lives and they know everything about it. It's quite fascinating. I'd love to bring you on one of our shows, De Niro. You'd, you'd, uh, you'd probably have a great time, but, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, these guys know tons. They're a wealth of information. It's cool. What do you think? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I, I mean, on, on our industry and, and, uh, you know, understanding the wealth of information and, and them be, kind of being the, the, the experts, if you will. Oh, completely, man. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Mark Twain. And he said, if you expand the pool of knowledge wide enough, everybody's an idiot. <laughs> so like everybody's excellent in different things. That's why yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to different experts in different fields. It's like, you know, what can we learn from this field that can apply here? Or right. we can learn oh, from totally that agree. and apply 100%. here. And, and I like the idea of automating the parts that you hate anyway. Like nobody likes data entry. Right. For the most part, right? Yeah. Majority of people don't. I, I mean, I don't know many CEOs that just love data <laughs> entry, you know, or love like nope. the example De Niro you gave earlier of editing the video specifically for YouTube and specifically for instance, like, no, that's not the reason you got into business, right? Unless that is your business. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's automating the parts you don't like so that you can now leverage the human element to the parts that matter. Right. A hundred percent. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. Um, I was very careful uh, to not really talk about business to business transactions and, and higher ticket transactions because, mm. you know, like renting a kayak is a different story, but renting <laughs> yes, a piece yes. of heavy equipment does not uh, need a video sales letter, does not need a funnel, sure. but maybe it does point. need a call to action to get to ask for more information. And when they click on this button, instead of being like, call us, and then when they call the number, someone is at lunch or the phone's not ringing, they can see a schedule once calendar or a Calendly calendar where they can book a time in the time slot that you already know your staff is available so that they can then get triggered with SMSs say, hey, your heavy equipment rental appointment is coming up in three hours, get ready, such and such is gonna call. So again, there's different yeah. levels of automations that you can implement in your business. And as Caleb says, you know, it's important to understand uh, how big is the transaction and how much knowledge the person needs, the buyer needs in order to make that, that sale. Right. And also, you'd probably agree with this too. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be getting an online quote because then it's, again, a call to action. You've got a customer's data, and now you can actually turn that transaction into a, a completed or a contract, uh, as we say yeah. in, in our industry. And uh, I think that's really crucial because I hear it. I'm sure Sean does too. And you probably heard it across other industries. Like it's, uh, oh, yeah, that's fine. We, we just pr we prefer to, to kind of control our own destiny and rely on our people. And, and look, we're, again, we're not saying that you you need to take that part away. That, that's an extremely critical element of this process. But how valuable would it be for the business to receive these tickets or these uh, requests so that then they can go after them and have an increased lead generation pool? So that, I just wanted to quickly note that, but I know yeah. you agree with that. No, 100%. And you know, you said something very, very interesting about getting a quote. And the reason why it's very smart, I'm always thinking about digital marketing here. But it's because if you get a quote, you've got to have an email address, you got to ask for that email address. Once you have the email address and the quote, you're going to have in the little disclaimer, hey, like if you got a quote, we're going to be sending you information about the business and all that great stuff. And once they open the email. And, and this is something that I wanted to mention. It's a pro tip. 
Don't ever ask for an email address if you're not going to tell them to open the email right away because yeah, Gmail and, and Hotmail and all this Outlook stuff, they're gone smart now. And if you just randomly start sending emails to an account and uh, they don't open it the first time, it's just going to go to spam after that. So that's why it's super important to say, you know, like leave your email address here. We will email you a quote, check your spam folder in case it went there. So if they, then they take it out of the spam folder and they open it up to read the quote, guess what? Now you are, you know, you're not, you know, flagged as spam. You're actually good to go right in their inbox anytime and you'll stay top of mind. I don't think I that's, it's just incredibly valuable. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. And oh man, I, I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough about um, the, the information that you're giving because it's something that I say, and it's nice to hear somebody outside of our industry, um, you know, uh, and, and specifically outside of rental uh, per se, but um, just with the same thing that myself, probably Sean, um, as are a lot of our other colleagues, are um, trying to help customers with. And, you know, look, I, it, again, it's, it's all a, a pivot. And it's, it's, when you make a change, things are, are pretty, uh, it seems daunting at first. What advice would you give for somebody who's just starting out in automation? Um, and and, and kind of how would you put a process forward? I, I know that's loaded, but I'm just curious, because I find very, myself very, asking very myself, like, should I automate this or should I not? So very very good question first off i did want to mention something like uh if someone is afraid to get started um you gotta think you know you upgrade your life you upgrade your house like if you lived in a small apartment somewhere and you had the the, the financial means to live in a bigger place and enjoy a better life in a, in a more spatial home you're not going to tell yourself oh i hate moving so i'm not gonna move and i'll stay here until i die you're going to take that step. You're going to get through that discomfort for the, you know, the next couple of weeks, whatever it is, pack the, all, everything up, move, set it all up so that once it's all set up, you're going to enjoy the fruits of your labor of the move for the rest of your life. And automation is just like that. You got to take that step. You got to say to yourself, you know what? I know that I can do better. It's not that I am, I, am, I am absolutely at my worst now, but I know I can do better. And you get together with your team. Again, um, I was talking to Dave Ferreira on my podcast. Again, it's an amazing CEO of, uh, of some of the biggest uh, medical equipment companies uh, in, in the world. And he said, the great, the great CEOs out there know the importance of having a team that has diversity within it. If someone is good and at something, you don't need two people to be good at that thing. So if you are a CEO right now listening to this and you say, well, I'm not tech savvy, you should have someone in your team that is tech savvy. So talk to them and, and come up with a plan and say, okay, I know we could save an hour here so uh, an hour a day here or like 15 minutes a day here and, and, and start looking at the software that's out there and test. Again, it's free. Test it out <clears throat> for two weeks. I always tell my clients, just use it for two weeks. One week is not enough because you may not have enough scenarios to really understand uh, how the software behaves. So two weeks is good enough. And then see, and if it works, invest that five, 10, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, because it will change uh, your life. It will streamline the work and you won't have to worry about it. Listen, human error 
is still going to cost you more in the long run than that five twenty dollars a month fee that you're paying. Uh, plus, on top, you got to pay a person to do that work anyway. It's not that labor is free and software is paid, you know? Right. Gosh, that's, yeah, completely agree with you. Shot, anything to add on, on uh, any additional questions? I know we're probably approaching our time, but uh, I didn't know if uh, you had anything that maybe I didn't ask that uh, we should have asked. No, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think we have some real actionable tips that we can pull away Absolutely. from this, especially especially there at the end too. Of like, just try it. Right. Take two weeks, you know. It's like ten bucks in two weeks. Do you have ten bucks in two weeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. you probably do if 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 you're a business owner. Like just just try it, and yeah. then try these different areas and start testing it. Like I love that. I also like the analogy of the home because uh, just last night, um, so my wife and I purchased a home a few months ago um, and you make that investment and uh, you know, you're, you, like you said, it's, a, it's our forever home. We're incredibly proud of, of this home that we're in um, and very similar to, to business owners and, and their pride with their businesses. But as you get in there, there are things that you know, my wife and I will say, uh, I mean, you've got your cliche answers of, gosh, you live in Florida. It'd be great if we had a pool um, and things like that. So you start to add those things, but then there are just small things along the way. And I think that automation is one of those things that actually much like a home, you can just add to, to make that experience that much more um, beneficial and uh, rewarding uh, for you as well. So maybe a little bit of a stretch, but it just resonated with me. It made my brain think that way. No, 100%. And as I said, these things should not be, you know, um, there forever if you don't want to. You try them for a bit. And after the two weeks, if you find that you generally say, like, it's, it, you know, like, I can't do this. Just, it, it's like it never happened. Get rid of it. <laughs> Close the account. It never yeah, yeah. happened. Move yeah. on to something else. <laughs> Most of them have a little switch that just says on off. I'm so used to, and, and I'm not affiliated with Zapier by any means, but Zapier has the on off. So if something's broken yeah. or something just isn't working, turn it off. I'm done with it. <laughs> See ya. Oh man, that's awesome. This was, this was great. And, and I took away some really valuable nuggets just being on this side of it. Um, and I know that our listeners will too. So, um, you know, I'll definitely check out your tracks on Apple now because you've, you've proved your merit. <laughs> but uh, look, man, I, I appreciate the time with us and your candor. Um, you're a rock star. So we really appreciate that. And then Sean, anything to add? Yeah, De Niro, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you for your services, what's the best place to reach you? At this moment, for my agency, it's goldrushsocial.com, okay? Okay. So that's where I have everything. And then De Niro, B-D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B.com is for my coaching. And uh, that's it. Got it. Oh, well, Check De Niro, thank you so out. much for being Oh, what was that? <laughs> Check him out. You got to check yep. it out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much for listening. And De Niro, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Can't wait to start uh, focusing on automation for our own businesses as well. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Hey, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.